everyone. Welcome back to Vicious Cycle, the comedy podcast about periods and the people who get them. Question mark? (laughs) We changed our tagline. We changed our logo. Everything's different, but your blows are the same. That's right. Kate Elston. I'm Meg Trowbridge. And I'm Meg Hayes. Welcome, everyone. Well, how we doing? Hey. Good. Hey. We're, we're. Recording this a tad bit early, but tomorrow's my last day of work. Oh my gosh. I love that for Summer. you. Summer. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I love that for myself. Good. Good. <laughs> Any big plans? Hanging out with both of you. Cool. Okay, news to me. Well, um, <laughs> check my I'm calendar. I'm pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really busy for the next two months. <laughs> I am i don't have any free time. <laughs> I mean, there is a big birthday this summer. Mine. Yeah, do you want to advertise? I mean, yeah, both. But you're like, it's a milestone that you actually could celebrate if you want. (laughs) 55. 55. And the podcast is over. Meg is storming out. (laughs) A-A-R-P. My uterus is going to explode. <laughs> that would happen. 26. <laughs> I don't know. We need to revisit our menopause episodes, Meg. <laughs> um, yeah, 35. I'm Ooh. excited. Um, what was I going to say? I I want to say that I miss Kate's child, B, when we don't get oh to see her once a week. So oh, I'm hoping we can like, yeah. be like, I'll meet you at the park. Yeah, come over. Oh, my God. I'll be working. Carl's on paternity. Come oh, yeah. Over. Yeah. It was sweet. He would love the break too, probably. Okay. I was done. Oh my God. I miss her all the time. I miss her when she's not like physically in my arms, but she's across the table from me. (laughs) I like Kate, what are you talking about? And then Kate doesn't bring her over, and I'm like, well, then when am I going to see Why are we her even next? here? <laughs> we have, this was not the understanding that we had. <laughs> yeah. We uh, have this great little like setup for a while where pandemic was like roof, and Kate was like, hey, I need to see people once a week. I'm just yeah, laying it, was it out perfect. on the line. Let's just get together outside. I don't care if it's cold. And we're like, neither do we. <laughs> and yeah, we would just wave at that baby and bundle her home. up. Yeah. It was perfect. Oh God, it was so perfect. Great. I don't see anyone else but the two of you. <laughs> and we're and doing it's fine. Okay. <laughs> we're, everything is fine. I don't think I need anything else. <laughs> uh, she's truly the best. Like when I'm, this podcast is not going to be about my baby, but, but it, well, this I mean, one this specifically is, one is a little I feel bit like we can gush for this, this episode. episode. Yeah. Because when I go to get her up from a nap or bedtime, the the glee on her face to see us come get her is just like I like I've taken some videos of it and we can maybe post that or maybe not. I don't know. But like, of course, it's so cute. She just is like the happiest child in the world to be like, it's another day. (laughs) And it's like, I'm so refreshed. Yeah. And like one of us is like, no matter how little I've slept, I always just freaking love waking her up. It's like Carl and I fight over who gets to go wake her up. We're like elbowing into the room. It's my turn. Last time. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Any cute. Patreon updates? You know, we are so excited for uh, to to share extra amazing footage and fun stuff with y'all. So we thought we would highlight one of the tiers today. Mm. I believe it's the twenty dollar tier. Yes, twenty dollar, which is super plus, and fifty dollar, which is adult diaper. Shout out to Andrea, <laughs> who Get- inspired that tier. <laughs> Gets you access to monthly flowiscopes. Explain what a flowiscope is. It's a horoscope 
for your flow. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I really wanted to have some smooth jazz under you just there. Well, maybe flow. we can maybe we can have audio <laughs> that recordings. Can be arranged. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, every month, you know, you get a horoscope that, you know, helps you with your love life or work decisions. But like we want to help you wrap your head around what's gonna happen in your loins. And that's what this is about. So do we want to give the listeners a taste of what a Flowoscope is just briefly? Yes. We are going to do an improvised Flowoscope for all of our signs. Um, And if we can tell you, I don't know jack shit about this. I promise I'll do minimal research just like we do for the show before (laughs) I write your Flowoscopes. But imagine these are improvised. So imagine what we can do. With editing capability <laughs> and, and with forethought <laughs> and a thesaurus. <laughs> okay. So, Meg, what's your sign? My sign is Cancer. Okay. So, Cancer for the month of June. What's your flowoscope? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna um I'm gonna borrow Jessica Lignato's phrase, which is Moon Child, which is what she calls all of the Cancers. Okay. And her adorbs. Okay. Dear Moon Child. This month, get ready to be fun and flirty with your period. Days one and two will be a doozeroozy. <laughs> Day three, you will be like a lioness stalking her prey, except the prey is dong or vagine or whatever you're interested in. <laughs> Lay a towel down on day four and howl at the moon with your partner. Yes. Day five, you'll be spotting maybe from all the rough sex. (laughs) (laughs) Rough sex. Thank you so much. Wow. That was really good. So it's worth twenty dollars. Really, yeah, right? Definitely worth really showcased where I am emotionally. <laughs> okay, Meg T. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So fun fact about me, I'm a cusp. Ooh, this is gonna be a good one then. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so I'm just gonna pick one over oh, the other. because uh, I'm a Leo Virgo, but I honestly I feel like my performer side is the Leo side mm-hmm. and the rest yeah. of me is a Virgo. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Virgo. Also, I know more stereotypes about Virgo, so that helps. (laughs) Hey, Virgies. (laughs) We know you've got a mop in your hand right at this moment, but if you've got those cramps coming on, put that mop away. You can clean another day. This is time for you to rest up, get a heat pad, watch some friends, lay down in a horizontal position put a pillow between your knees you deserve to rest and then you can get those dust bunnies when the cramps subside we love you <laughs> take care of yourself <laughs> thank you thank so you. much you an open letter to yourself yes. <laughs> meg we love you <laughs> okay um i'm an aries fire sign um so for the Wait, month of fire June. water i think i Earth. I think Virgo's Whoa. Earth. With our powers combined, we are Captain Planet. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> Captain Period. Oh. Um. <laughs> Dear fiery friend. <laughs> this is already going great. This is great. <laughs> um, ballsy Jupiter. 
crosses your path the month of June. So you know what that means. Experiment a little. Mm. Try a new product. Maybe a menstrual cup or a reusable pad. Mm. Go wild with it. What's the worst that can happen? You'll bleed everywhere. <laughs> Laugh it off. No one cares. And if they do, use your Aries wit to deflect and laugh at yourself because that's what this is about also <laughs> skittles <laughs> perfect just skittles perfect they'll taste aries will know what it means yeah you got it i love assigning a different food to every sign like <laughs> your favorite color is pink your favorite period craving food is doritos <laughs> chili cheese or your like power fruit. snack this month is <laughs> Well, that's what Love you can it. get with Patreon. And yeah. there's so many more perks. Everyone, go to our Patreon and look into it and donate. Because we need new cords we figured yeah. out today for our microphone. <laughs> Just give us some cashish. This episode is entitled, What Does Childbirth Feel Like? Because as I was approaching my due date, which was December of 2020, I was like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to focus on what this feels like and I'm going to write it down and I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. So that's what this is. Um, December 3rd, 2020, I birthed a beautiful little baby. She came out of the sunroof, which is a term I heard after the fact. Glad I didn't know about it beforehand. (laughs) Um, But this this story kind of has it all. We got nausea. We got fentanyl. We got... um, uh, making a fool of myself in front of various nurses. Perfect. So this is you all. You peed yourself. Yes. You vomited. All the things. And the best part about this story is that I will tell this tale using some of the text threads to the Megs. Oh. Yes. The day. So the story starts. Wow, Meg and I should read our text messages because they're a doozy. <laughs> oh, man. You should <laughs> find, find that them. One. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, so the story starts at 6.02 a.m. on December 3rd, 2020, with me texting the Megs. Well, I just woke up Googling, in all caps, how do you know if your water broke? Oh, I'm sorry. It says, how do you know if you water broke? (laughs) And the next message says, because my bed is soaked and my yoga pants are soaked, I think my water broke overnight. I've been told to come in in, come in if in 12 hours I don't start having contractions. So just waiting on them to start now? Question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) And it has been exclamated and and hearted those messages by Meg Tro. And she writes, oh my God, 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 God. OMG. (laughs) So yeah, I woke up um, that morning and bed was soaked. Um, I took a picture of the stain and sent it to you guys also Mm -hmm. that day. Um, Because I wasn't sure. I was like, is this just discharge? What's happening? Um, but it totally was like, it, it just clearly was that some, this was wetter than usual. So I told Carl, Oh my God, Carl, I think my water broke. We high fived. He went back to bed. <laughs> um, and it's really funny. There's a misconception about water breaking, like in, in all like pop culture, whenever someone is going into labor, it's like, if their water breaks, they go to the hospital. Right. right? That's like, that happens in like friends and like yeah. every other, like portrayal of childbirth, I feel like, but it turns out that's not actually true. For most people, your water breaks while you're having contractions. It's like while you're in the hospital, while you're like bedridden. But so it's very rare for someone's water to break before contractions have started. So that's what happened to me. My water Mm -hmm. broke. I mean, maybe I was having minor contractions in my sleep. I don't know. Um, But so my doctor had told me if if in the very small chance (laughs) that your water does break before you have contractions, you don't come into the hospital until 
unless it's been 12 hours and then and you still haven't had contractions but you're only really supposed to come to the hospital if you've had like I think it's the 511 you've had contractions for five minutes uh, five minutes apart contractions that last for a minute for an hour I always get that wrong so that could be wrong I always had to <laughs> no, google not, what 511 I mean, meant is that sound right, right? okay yeah. I literally oh, always had to guess what that meant. And aren't they supposed to be a certain amount of minutes apart? Yeah. So the five minutes apart. Five minutes yeah. apart, lasting that, that are one and minute they last duration for one hour. Yeah. Um, so so I just sat on my couch at like 6 a.m. and like waited for contractions to start. Um, called the doctor, left a message just to be like, you know, I just want to alert you. I know I'm not supposed to come in until I have contractions, but I had my water broke. Um so then I did start having them and they were really small at first. They were really, really small. And they kind of at that point felt like like a poop cramp mm, okay so i was going so like, like oh my pressure. god oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god I think this is a contraction this is a contraction oh, wait do i just have to poop like at the very peak it didn't hurt yet but i was like oh is this a diarrhea okay it's going down it's going down it's going down in that way that it like hold it when you hold in your poop and it's yeah. like at the worst peak and then it like goes away yeah. into some part of your colon who knows <laughs> So that's what, that's what I felt like at first. Um, you like, absorb the poop. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> and I was, it disappeared forever, just like regular poop. It never comes yeah. back. <laughs> um, and I was having loose stools a little All bit, right. but I have been told or had been told that that happens during labor because you're being pumped with prolactin, oh. which loosens your poop. So okay. having diarrhea is a sign of like, you could, this, these are contractions. Yeah. Like you could be having contractions. Wow, I was so, in labor for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, for sure than I was having them. I, I was, it was very clear what these were. It was definitely contractions. Um, and the way I was told that contractions felt at first was like, basically the uterus is a muscle and it, and it clenches and it clenches and it clenches and it clenches kind of in the way if you clench your hand, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. And you keep clenching. Oh wait, it starts to hurt. It starts to hurt. It starts yeah. to hurt. It starts to hurt. So that's the kind of the feeling of the uterus. Like it, it like it's a very slow build and then it's like the worst pain ever. And then it, subsides um would you liken it to period cramps at all i don't get cramps a lot of a lot of people are like it's just like the worst period cramps you've ever had my my period cramps have always been really dull the difference i like in a dull and like constant yeah this was like peaks and valleys and i what actually i felt like when they were at their worst was that there was pressure in my vulva it almost felt like there was a paperweight in my vulva and maybe that was her head i don't know but like um that's what it felt like in the in the worst part of the contraction. It felt like there was like a yoni egg, <laughs> like trying to come out of my. Hoo-ha. Um, if only she were that little. Yeah, exactly. Um, so by the so by the time like by like eight o'clock, I was calculating that my contractions were like not five one one, but they were three minutes apart, lasting for thirty seconds. Mm. Like so, I was I don't I don't remember ever getting that you know like heads up so I just called the doctor and they were like okay you should come in so at, by 9 30 we drove to the hospital and at 9 37 I texted you guys or Meg Meg Hayes texted because I guess I had texted you that I was going to the hospital and then Meg Hayes texted Kate cervix is dilating oh my god <laughs> and then Meg Tro responded with uh 
mind blowing emoji and mm-hmm. then a dancing emoji and then <laughs> Britney Spears gif singing circus like the cervix song yep yeah and then Meg Tro wrote proud of that Oz Kate and Meg <laughs> you're kicking Oz right now <laughs> so that was super fun and I loved that um go to our cervix episode if you don't know what we're talking about best episode we've ever it's done it's literally the best episode best song too uh I wrote it um anyway so uh get to the intake hospital the the triage um surprise surprise Meg Hayes's dear friend is my nurse my childhood I mean, of bestie course. Was- it was <laughs> and you had Meg Hayes you had said like oh my friend Brittany she's a nurse there you might you know run in you told me that months before yeah. and I was like yeah, yeah yeah like that's gonna happen it's a right. big hospital what are the chances well turns out Britney's on her name tag and I was like oh my god I think did you go to USF did you know Meg Hayes okay I'm on that podcast with her so we had this moment it was really lovely love it um so you know they tested us for COVID and we were negative so that was good um they she swabbed me to make sure my water had in fact broken and it had um so basically we're just in that triage like testing my contractions I think at that point maybe they're testing the heartbeat I don't remember but my contractions were getting so bad and what what I what was the worst no one had prepared me for was the nausea and I don't know if this happens for all people but um the way Brittany described it was your body is like shut down only like the brain the heart and the uterus are working so like all bets are off for everything Mm -hmm. else so I was super nauseous I puked a bunch and when you puke sometimes you pee and so I was peeing on Carl's shoes (laughs) and like yeah so I put on, we put on some music. I was in the triage, I think, for like close to three hours. Um, I don't know if this was because they didn't have room or my, they, I ha- wasn't fully dilated. I mean, I wasn't like dilating, whatever. It was, I was just in there for a while. So I put on some music because I had made a playlist. I had made a chill hospital playlist and a pump up hospital playlist. Nice. So I put up the pump up hospital playlist and immediately like just having contractions. Like I didn't, I was so particular in that like minute of a contraction of what was happening around me. Like I could only have Carl touch me a certain way. I could like, I didn't want anyone touching like the nurse touching me or him touching me like in a weird way. I had to lean on him. Like we were kind of like slow dancing, but like awkwardly (laughs) and I, or I would like lean over the table, but like it had to be like in that minute, like everything had to be perfect. And at one point, my my jam came on my song cleaning up my closet by Eminem oh. <laughs> which you jam. think I would love but in that moment I was like turn it off <laughs> I don't know why I was just like I don't em- want to equate the song with like vomit <laughs> yeah. piss yeah. Like, Eminem has no idea um so at some point Truth Hurts by Lizzo came on and I was puking to it. And I did text you guys at some point, just puked after a contraction, <laughs> listening to Truth Hurts. <laughs> and Meg Tro responded. <laughs> Meg Tro responded, this is the coolest text I've ever received. <laughs> so at this point, you weren't laying down. You were more just like walking, walking around, around, moving. Leaning yeah. over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would gr- imagine that helps. Yes. Like, move, yes. Yeah. I vaguely remember them saying like, it's very busy at this hospital. Mm. They said that to me a couple times. So maybe that's why I was there a long time. The, um, the amount of babies that come out of the hospital is insane. Right. It's it, like most of the babies born in San Francisco yeah. were born there. So yeah. honestly, give this is a CPMC on Van Ness in San Francisco. I never once even like saw another patient. It was oh, so, amazing. I felt, I truly felt like we were the only patients there. Like the nurses did an incredible job. I kept saying, like, is it busy out there? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I would have no idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so now I would like to play. I have not listened to this since I recorded <gasps> it. 
I recorded myself having a contraction oh. while in triage. So this wasn't still at its worst. It was fine enough that I had the wherewithal to pull sure. out my phone and be like, oh, this will be fun. So I, <laughs> I remember later, like thinking so at was the this time. pre or post Eminem? Um, I can't I can't tell you I don't know um, I feel like it's pre like if yeah. you were at that point it might be pre um I think yeah I think I was like I will do this now it's not like and then I'll do it when I'm in a lot of pain and of course I never did that again because yeah. I was like I'm busy <laughs> but I haven't listened to this yet so and I was like content Kate content <laughs> yeah. case was like we need a story Kate out of picks. this <laughs> okay so this is truly I haven't listened to it since so here we go Okay, having a contraction right now. It feels like a really bad cramp. Oh, I guess okay. And, um, oh, this one's a big one. And it gets, it's like a mountain peak. It gets worse and worse and worse. Um, yep, this is a contraction. Um, whew, it just, yeah, it feels like it's like under, like it's a, it's a menstrual cramp. It's kind of like that feeling when you have to poop and it's your uterus. <sighs> very impressed you're speaking and it's going down a little bit now it's going down Whew. earlier in the day oops still there <laughs> earlier in the day when I was having them I was like maybe I do just have to poop maybe this is just a poop cramp it felt really similar Whew. now it's over okay so that was it that was about 56 seconds Crazy. So I guess I did feel like a menstrual cramp. I don't remember feeling. I'm so I'm really glad that I recorded that because I don't remember feeling like when I think back on them, I don't feel like they felt like a menstrual cramp. But Mm. that's interesting. Okay. So, oh, another pro tip that I think like, you know, when you pack your bags for the hospital, if you're delivering and you're you have a go bag, I had all the things I needed. One thing I didn't have is a fan. Like an electronic little hand fan because I was so overheated and so nauseous and the nauseous felt like it was because I wasn't getting fresh air. So I was like looking anything nearby to fan myself with. Like I was using it to fan myself with the whole time. So FYI. And at one point Carl was trying to fan me with it. I'm like, no, I have to do it myself. It's a very (laughs) particular fanning. Um, So yeah, um, I would say at the time, like, when they were at their worst in the triage little tiny room, I would say they were like the contractions were on a seven to eight on the pain scale. But what put it over the top was the nausea for sure. Um, around 12 PM, the nurses came in to transition me into the delivery room. And at this point they were, had to put an IV in me and they couldn't find my veins. You know how like they they have trouble finding your, and so that all the puking, you're like so dehydrated. So dehydrated. So that sucked because they were trying to like poke me. Meanwhile, I had to like stop them and bend over and puke or bend over and have a contraction. And then they kept, it was just like the absolute fucking worst. That that was probably the worst part of the day. Um, when they did check my cervix at this point, I can't, I think when I got to the delivery room, they found out I was already at eight centimeters, which Damn. is fast. So from 6 a.m., who knows when actually my water broke, but contraction started around seven. From seven to noon, I had already dilated eight centimeters, which is very fast. My yeah. OB later was like, next time you have a baby, if you have a baby, you go into the hospital immediately because that's how <laughs> babies are born in taxi So the nurses were like, that's why you were in so much pain. Oh, my God. OK, let's get the let's get the, the meds in here. So once I got to the delivery room, the anesthesiologist got there and he gave me the epidural and it was so much better. <laughs> oh my God. Like, so you can yeah. still lay on your back. Still lay on your back. I didn't take off my bra though. And mm. then at some point while I was pushing, I wanted to take off my bra and taking off my bra 
pulled out the epidural oh. and then the anesthesiologist came in and like yelled at the nurse and oh. I but I was too tired to like defend her I yeah. was just like no it's like I was my fault it was my bra uh. but I felt really bad for her because she was like a young woman and he was this like old white man um, so that was no fun. So fuck that guy. But anyway, <laughs> he gave me drugs. So I'm great, grateful for that. Um, because when I got the epidural, it definitely felt like I could open my eyes. Like I had been, I had been like scrunching my face right. and I had been like so tense. So I could open my eyes, experience the world. And it allowed me to rest a little bit. But when you have an epidural, that's like it. You're bedridden. There's no more walking around. Oh, wow. Um, there's no more because your legs go numb. Damn. So, um, I kind of wish I had gotten into the room a little earlier to like explore, maybe take a shower mm-hmm. in the cramp situation mm-hmm. or in the contractions, but I'm glad I got the drugs. So at 2.50 PM, I texted you guys. I th- I was a little stoned at this point. Cause mm-hmm. I was, I was like, I wasn't like the best mood. I was like watching, I had my iPad. I had downloaded a bunch of 30 rock episodes. I was like watching the sixth season of 30 rock. I think I texted you guys like, this is the best season. Yeah, ever. you do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're like get the drug and it's like, so fun I'm just like, here texting it? my girl because I feel like that's the worst season but <laughs> oh, maybe wow. your drugs made it the best one um, yeah it, I, I have no recollection of season six <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you um, and like I was just like enjoying life and I texted you guys at 2.50 nurses said I have a great cervix I said thank you for your service cervix and they laughed <laughs> and, in my, and I'm remembering now I think I said it like four times I was like <clears throat> Thank you for your service, cervix. And they were like, yeah, you said that. I heard you. <laughs> a different nurse. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, back to that epidural. So, because it always freaks me out because my high school teacher was like, yeah, basically you can't move or you're just like, you know, in a wheelchair for life. And I was like. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do. I mean, I heard that people do their research and they weigh the pros and cons. I think it's a very rare side effect to be like detrimentally affected by epidurals. I didn't really do that much research. I was just like, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to get it. Yeah. Like it's like any other like numbing like drug. Like many or, people get it. Yeah. Um. My OB told me that like it's something like 75% of people get an epidural. You yeah. Know, cause I, cause for a hot second, I was considering doing it naturally. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, But yeah, I mean, as soon as I got it, I was like, I'm so glad I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. you just, did you just kind of have to, so they would have to time it between your, um, contractions. I guess so. Yeah. And then, so, and then, and then yeah. you just kind of leaned over and braced yourself. Yeah. And they, I don't remember it like going in poking, hurting or anything. Um, I had to like lean over a certain way for them to do it. But then once you have the epidural, it's so interesting because you can still feel the contractions, but it's right. just very much, it's like, oh, Dull. they're, yeah. and it's gone. Right. So. And then they also were, te- they can tell when you're having a contraction, obviously. So, but it's, it's interesting to like, to feel, to still be able to feel it. So it's not like yeah. you're like, oh, what's happening? You know, yeah. I could still tell that I was having contractions. Um, so yeah, I tried to become friends with the nurses. Uh, oh, at this point I'm also 9.5 centimeters. It's 2.50 PM. I'm 9.5. So I'm so like about Meg to push. Are- freaking out yeah how I are you like, guys I, yeah i'm Cut like to the meds. i'm like let's check in on and were you able to find our I text could, messages my phone kept acting up hold on we can get to it i just want to say at one point i was like i shouldn't be working today yeah <laughs> it's a holiday I'm like, this is insane because i was just like trying to teach and is then be like to yoga when your best friend is in labor <laughs> where were the megs at this point okay at 10 22 i am am i wrote Okay, I'm dying unless I get half hour updates. Wait, this is just between the two of you, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> and then what did you say, Matt? Well, let's do a staged reading. You have it reliably. All right, let's do a staged reading. Of, um, let's check in on the Megs. 
Okay, I'm dying unless I get half hour updates. I want specific stats. Let's get Brit on the line because I want to know vitals, baby placement. How many <laughs> centimeters were dilated? <laughs> okay, we have. Okay, this is twelve nineteen. Okay, we haven't heard anything in an hour, and then it's Kermit the Frog going insane, <laughs> and then it's me with an emoji that has the blue head and the sweat, uh. and then I say in all caps, "What is happening?" <laughs> And I wrote, ah, maybe she's getting an epidural now. Oh, I was, you're close. I bet she's chewing on some ice chips and thinking of us. <laughs> or what if the baby is out right now? <laughs> right? That would be so fast. Look, I want to win the bet, but I also don't want her to have a 24-hour labor. So oh, I'm Meg, feeling conflicted. Because Meg Hayes has bet, had bet that B would be born the next day. On the fourth. Yeah. yeah. I was so close. I respond, <laughs> remember, you get nothing for winning, but also rooting for you. <laughs> That's such a metro It's like, take it easy, but also I love you. Uh, and it would only be 12 hours if she has the baby around midnight. But also, it would be awesome if it was like, boom, baby born. Oh, I thought I was on that path. Uh, I mean, wow, that would be lucky for first baby. Usually it's way longer. Although my friend Joy had her first baby in like 45 minutes. That's true. And then I wrote as <laughs> if I have a kid, it'll take five days for them to find my cervix and I will lose an appendage in the process. It's <laughs> 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 no, all such nerves. <laughs> and then this is at 439 so are, have you okay gone up no, to that point so okay we'll we'll be back so also another thing i wanted to say that i texted you guys was watching 30 rock and testing my girls best way to spend labor so i would say out there to anybody get some friends on the horn mm-hmm. get the drugs get 30 rock and done get yourself a stew you got yourself a stew going baby <laughs> Arrested development quote. Okay, so yeah. Um, at this point, I'm high on life. I'm making friends with the nurses. Like I said, making them laugh. I may have told them I had a podcast. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I took a picture of their names on the whiteboard because I was like, I'm going to remember these nurses forever because they, you know, right. the nurses write their names on the board. Yeah. But of course, I had like 18 nurses sure. over the course of my time there. Um, you but don't I, remember much, but you know for certain. Yeah. They all loved you and thought you were hilarious. They thought I was great. And then I remember saying, because one of them was a student, so she was tagging along, like shadowing a nurse. Um, so she was young. And I remember being like, you come find me tomorrow. And you meet the baby. And she was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I yeah, I'm like very busy. Like, I, that's, and that's, that's not my job. I'm a labor and delivery nurse, not a, you know, post delivery. Anyway. So yeah, by 4.30, I was ready to freaking push mm. um so there we are 4 30 mm-hmm. <laughs> so carl and i are like feeling real good we're feeling real cocky listen had a great pregnancy mm-hmm. this cervix dilated in record time yep. you know what's to say the pushing won't be You're really like quick. we'll be back in bed by tonight yeah three pushes <laughs> one and done i mean so the nurse whose name was i remember it was uh, antoinette who I loved, who the the, uh, the anesthesiologist yelled at, and I tried to defend her, but I don't know if I did. Um, I loved her, and she was saying, and it was it was so lovely because it was just the three of us pushing. Like there, you know, you see like in TV shows, like maddening uh, several nurses and a doctor and a da 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 da. Yeah. For the first like, I, the plan is just like you, the partner, and the nurse just pushing like for oh, a while. Wow. So yeah. Not it the, was, the doctor doesn't come in. Doctor until doesn't the come end. until it's like ready to pop out. That's why nurses are the fucking yeah. Best. Yeah. So and it was just her. So she like made me feel really comfortable, and she had kind of told us, okay, like 
it's 4.30. This baby could be out in like two hours. Like that's wow. usually what pushing, or she gave me some number. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you hadn't had an epidural, it'd be really fast because oh, the wow. epidural does slow down the labor. Mm, yeah. Um, but here we go. So we start pushing and you push obviously when you have a contraction. So I could feel it coming and then we get ready and you know, you take a really deep breath in and you push and you push and, uh, yeah, like I don't know how to describe it. It was just like kind of this like crazy. It's like push. pushing it was out like, a poop. Yeah, it's like right? pushing out a poop, but everything's kind of numb down there. Um, and the little bit of pain that you do have from the epidural, it's gone when you push. Oh, weird. and so actually, when my epidural did fall out, my nausea came back and the pain kept back came back. And so in while we were waiting for the anesthesiologist to come back, and I was still pushing, um, the pain of the pain of the contraction really was lessened by the pushing. So that right. was kind of, it was, it was oh, like, it was like to incentive push. to push. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it happens faster because your body's just like, go, get it out. Get it out. Um, but, and so part of me was like, should I just go? Should I just do this? But the nausea was just so bad. And like, mm. I just couldn't feel like I could breathe. And like, I just didn't want to throw up while pushing. So yeah. we got the drugs back in. Um, and we were pushing, 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 and we were pushing, 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 pushing. <laughs> and like two hours later, I think, uh, the doc, I don't know, at some point the doctor came in and they, oh, it's oh, also Carl saw the head. She opened up my like vagine and <laughs> like Carl could see hair back wow. in my service. Okay. I think we heard. Did we hear so, yeah, I text. I may have texted my parents or Carl texted my parents this and then they got back to you somehow through yes. my yes. sister. Yep. Yes. So. Okay, where are we now in your right, texting? Okay. So when did you stop? Can, can you see when you stopped texting us? Let me see. Because oh we were, we there. were, um, it went dark for us for a while. Good. <laughs> well, I, 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 were, yeah. I was busy. Okay, well, well we, you know what? we made the mistake of not connecting with Carl. So at 439, <laughs> I said, okay, she was nine and a half centimeters almost two hours ago. OMG, 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 OMG. <laughs> I say Amanda just told me she's at 10. Oh, she has okay. a line to Carl via Pavel. OK. <laughs> and then I said, Eek! and then I had Chris Farley pulling his hair. OK. Ha 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 OK. Tell Amanda to keep us updated. She's our lifeline. Our teammate is compromised. Oh, my God. I really didn't text. I'm looking at my thread. So I didn't text. My last thing I texted you was in regards to the sixth season of 30 Rock. <laughs> of course. Yes. I've already clocked a bunch of period jokes I never noticed before. And that was at 347. So okay. an hour later I was pushing, but I didn't tell you I was pushing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, listen, we were free. I had other out. things on the brain. Look. But so Carl at some point texted my family, oh my God, I'm seeing the baby's hair. And my dad responded with something like, wow, we're getting a lot of updates. And it kind of came across <laughs> as salty. So then Carl just stopped texting anybody, oh, which I no. think is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, so we didn't even text my parents. Well, I'll get there. But we didn't text anyone that I was having a C-section. We just, oh, yeah. because we were like, I don't know why. I mean, we should have. They're very common and safe. Right. Like, so everyone I think was ghosted for a couple hours. And they were like, um, what's happening? What is happening now? Yeah, because we reached out to the Meg. We were actually to Amanda. We reached out to the Meg. Which is my sister. Kate's yep. sister. Um, and <laughs> Meg was like, I don't know, LOL. Sounds like it hurts. LOL. Like, it was yeah. such a Meg sister. Yeah. yeah. She's like, damn, it sounds hella painful. Yeah. I think she was the one that said, like, he could see the head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. really funny. That we learned through Megan Elston that Carl saw yeah. the head. So we were all so cocky that this was just going to come out. So the doctor comes in to, like, 
I guess, I don't know if this was a routine checkup on how the baby was doing and progressing or if this was something that was summoned. Um, but they found out that her head, while she was pointed down, she was down and in the right position, like mm-hmm. head down, coming out. Her her head was tilted back. Like the way the doctor described it a couple times, she described it two ways. As if she's doing the backstroke, so mm-hmm. her head's back, or if she's like a baby bird asking for food. Uh, so yes, her, her chin so is pointing up towards her, the sky. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's, she's not coming through the vaginal canal very well. So at one point, the doctor reaches in to try to turn her head. <gasps> and how does that feel for you? I feel nothing. Okay. Um, but the baby's heart rate either drops or raises. Spikes, it spikes. Yeah. Okay. One of the two, they're like, oh, she doesn't like that. So then they get me like, that's the only really scary moment we had. And then they got me on my right side, which I guess they figured out was her preferred, B's preferred side of me kind mm. of in labor was to be on my right side, which I think is a common side. Um, so we, I just had to lay there for a little bit. And the doctor, we started having the C-section discussion. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to do that. Honestly, only because I was like, last time I had surgery, I ended up with a gnarly hemorrhoid. <laughs> and mama doesn't want that. Because yeah. honestly, other than that, I was like, I just want this baby out. Like, I just want her to be safe. But yeah. the doctor was like, let's just push for a little bit more. So I pushed for another hour. Still nothing happened. Mm-hmm. By the way, the music. So at first we had like my chill hospital playlist going, which was like lovely songs. Like I had Tom Petty. Um... Actually, let me just see. Just name a couple. Yeah, let's hear some of these jams. Yeah, you should be sharing this playlist with us. It's, yeah. a, it's a good playlist. And the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Chill Hospital. Hold on. Um. I yeah. Or ever since the Eminem debacle, I didn't put on the other <laughs> one. I was like, I don't trust myself. Okay, Chill Hospital. I had Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Great. High song. Women by the High Women. Mm. Um. Miami by the Counting Crows. Listen. Sure. I'm a dork and it's I love that. Kate was happy. I had some Paul Simon. I had some Bob Dylan. I had some uh, random other things that are like bands of friends of mine. Anyway, so. Uh-huh. Billy Joel? No, Billy Joel. He doesn't really, it doesn't, he doesn't zen me out. He oh, yeah, pumps yeah, yeah. me up. Sure. Um, sure. He, makes me the me. he makes me want to do karaoke. Um, Kate's like, uh, 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 So, and then at one point I have Carl put on the Hamilton soundtrack while I'm pushing because that was also prepared and downloaded. And of course he had it on shuffle. So it, the first song played and then it jumped to like Quiet Uptown. Like and I was like, Carl, I needed to go in order so I know where we are. <laughs> so we started over. I don't know where we are. Again, I'm a very particular birthing yes. woman. Right. So he starts it over. And then I think we're at like, you know, like, you know, the second cabinet battle. And I'm like, okay. I don't think that this baby's coming out. Vaginally. Oh, wow. Wow. So you've made it all the way through act one and you are in act. I'm in act two. two and this is like after listening to the other chill play. Wow. So wow. we just decide, OK, we're going to do the C-section. Um, so they kind of tell me what's going to happen. It's not an emergency. Like I know people that have had emergency C-sections where it's like, get her out, like mm-hmm. rip her open. So it wasn't like Yikes. that. They kind of gave me another, I think another epidural top up. And then I was going to get more anesthesia. Um, they come in and they shave me, right? Because they're about to do surgery. So they have to actually like shave and my we upper all know pubic hair. Your okay. pubes go up to your belly button. My pubes are high. <laughs> I have a happy trail. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so they shave me. And at one again, making making a fool of myself in front of the nurses at one point, because I'm trying to tell myself, like, this, this is like a really big deal, is it? So I go, <laughs> So can you tell me, like, I've had an appendectomy before. Would you say that? a C-section or an appendectomy is like more invasive. (laughs) And she was like, a (laughs) C-section is much more. I was like, right, right, like, of course. I mean, I knew I was hoping she was going to say, 
you had an appendectomy? Oh, you're going to be fine. Right. This is nothing. Yeah, this is going to be a breeze for you. <laughs> breeze I know. Just, like, and twiny. The baby comes out the belly button, too. So don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is laparoscopic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the baby is laparoscopic. We just pull her out. We chop her up and we suck her out. <laughs> I okay so she's like one of those like build your own boyfriend where it starts little and then you put water on it and then it expands yeah Yeah, of course it's just like that so I get rolled in and then it's just a lot of hubbub in the OR you know it's just a lot of like tons of nurses around which is like reassuring but also it's kind of like oh my god why are there so many why do I have so many nurses all in scrubs um but they're clearly like this is what they do. Like this right. is literally they do this probably six times a day. Right. So yeah. it felt like very like hup, 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 hup. <laughs> but the shitty thing is this is the height of COVID. So Carl couldn't be in the room while they prepped me. He oh. had to wait oh. outside. Um, I mean, we were, I was lucky. I feel like that Carl even was able to be in the room at all with me. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think I'm just counting my blessings for that. Um, so up until then, when they're just prepping me, it's probably like 20 minutes of prep. My, my friend and my confidant is some anesthesiologist. It's a different, I think it's a different guy. He's like holding my hand, like talking me through this. Oh, that's nice. Um, He's telling me what's happening. So basically when you're getting a C-section, my arms are like prostrate, like Jesus Christ on the cross. Yeah. I don't remember if I was held down or strapped down. No, I think you are. Because my mom was like, my mom was like getting like uh, PTSD flashback. She was like, Oh, yeah, God. it's the worst. And because of the drugs going through your system and probably because I'm nervous and probably because I'm cold and I'm in shock and whatever, I'm shaking uh. and I can't stop shaking. And he's like, this is totally normal. This is totally normal. You're fine. Just like you're fine. And I'm trying to tell myself to not panic and like just breathe. And it's so hard to not shake. I keep telling them, like, can you remember like to bring my husband in? Because I kept like I was so worried they'd forget yeah. to summon him in. Finally, he comes in. He's freaking out that I'm shaking. He's like, why is she shaking? And I'm like, apparently it's normal. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. um, Then they put that little curtain, you know, like kind of it's probably I'm laying down and the curtain probably comes to like above my boobs or maybe a little lower. Carl's on my left. The anesthesiologist's on my right. Um, my, Your new my best two, friend. My Hello, two partners. <laughs> um, my second dad. Madam. Yeah. Be a second dad. And... Um, but they go to work and I can feel the pulling and the tugging and the pushing. And at some point the anesthesiologist said, we can give you another like anti-anxiety med, but it might knock you out. So you might not remember the birth. Mm. So what do you want to do? And I was like, okay, I, I want to be awake for this. Looking back, I kind of wish I had just taken that anti-anxiety med. Yeah. And maybe next time if I have a C-section, I will. Because I just, again, the nausea, the claustrophobia, I was, it was awful. The pain, mm. the tugging and the pulling. I mean, maybe that, affected my psyche but that didn't bother me I was like I know that's what's happening I know they're going into my insides and pulling out a baby yeah but like I wish I wasn't nauseous and claustrophobic because that clot that curtain really felt like it was in my business yeah and like there's nowhere to really turn this would have been a great time to have an everything is fine episode in my earbuds like I don't know. I don't know why I didn't bring my speakers in there. I just had a tiny little Bluetooth speaker. I wonder if I could have played music right. or if I could have had headphones in like truly would it could have used the megs in my ears at this Aww. point. Um, so the process itself of getting the baby out probably only took like 10 minutes. Um, at one wow. point, though, at one point. So the anesthesiologist, again, who's like narrating this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And like, thank God. No. He told me, OK, heads up. Uh, the baby is a little bit in the birth canal, so they're going to have to, like, knock her back up 
they're gonna have to like hammer your vagina through your what? vagina to get her back into the hammer? uterus. I mean, I in my head it's a mallet. It's like a big like sure. Looney Tunes like dunk, it's dunk, a dunk, coyote dunk. down there. It's yeah. it but it's really just like a small hand of a going, nurse going like you like, like e- come on yeah. there kiddo but I felt like I really did feel like it was sort of like donk 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 wow because she was just and I'm sure that's normal like it right, didn't yeah. sound like that because was like been pushing, been pushing and the head was there so she comes out oh Carl God. and I hear the doctor say oh yeah she wasn't coming out any other way because uh. her head was kind of big and and doing that chin up thing yeah. which she still does to this which day. she still sleeps she really that does. way she sleeps that way you guys i put her down and she sleeps in the position that she was in my and i'm just like you little bitch <laughs> um but they pull her out she's purple yeah. carl refers to her as thanos in this moment oh my god um, in the in that actual moment no he like right after he was like she looked like thanos <laughs> like he thought like i could just imagine it. as like carl's instinct <laughs> his first words Thanos. <laughs> Her name's Thanos, Kate. I don't want to hear anything yes. different. So for a split second, she doesn't seem to be breathing, and then she is. I'm sure it's fine. Um, they cut the cord, but they leave a little chunk for Carl to cut the rest. So nice. they take. So they kind of like she comes out. They show her to us over the curtain. Mm. It's like very like you know like here she is. Okay, and then they take her over, and Carl goes to me, "Can I go to her?" Or he goes, "Can I go over there?" And I go, "Run to her." <laughs> so he goes over there, cuts the court again I'm prostrate like sheet in front of my face and I'm just like they're they're now like sewing me up but I hear the baby crying and they're kind of laughing and Carl's talking I'm like (laughs) how is she is she beautiful seems fun over there tell me what's happening you guys why am I being left out of this I made that yeah what does she look like how many fingers um so it was a little stressful because you know usually they do it's all about skin to skin so the baby's born and they immediately put you on their skin I don't know they did like maybe five minutes after but I feel like maybe there was something that they didn't do it right away in after the c-section I don't know or if it's just protocol to like do all the testing c-section yeah yeah so then eventually she does come to me um, Carl, I think is whole, I can't remember if he was holding her or not. I'm sure and she's was. purple from the bruising and pushing. She's, right? Yes. Yeah. She, her face was all, like pretty bruised and oh, swollen. It baby. did go down within like hours. Yeah. And it was back to normal, but she was like kind of yellow and purple and they put her on my upper chest. But again, because my upper chest is pretty much just boobs up, yeah. I can't really see her on my, oh. she's like below my neck and I'm like, she's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally see her right now. <laughs> She looks just like me. I yeah. can tell. And like, if you look at pictures, it's like, she's so close to my chin and like all these gloved hands are holding the baby just because like, no, I can't. And I'm like, yeah. she's amazing. <laughs> um, so then Carl goes out with her into like this little recovery, little tent, like a, you know, little alcovey area in the hallway where it's really quiet. And I'm sewn up and the doctor's like, oh yeah, this is the long part. This will take like 20 minutes to say, it's easy to open you up, but to say you back up. So I'm just like dying to go see the baby. Um, And then finally I get. And you're still being like. I think so. And then I don't know. Maybe at that point I could make, move my hands back to normal, but I can't remember. And then I finally get wheeled out to where Carl is with her and Carl's in the corner with her holding her crying. And it just broke my heart and it was the best. And then somehow so, you guys got the message. Wow. So all throughout that, we haven't heard from Kate since this three, is, three something. Yeah, this is 7 p.m. Ah, still nothing? Nothing. 
Amanda said when she got to 10 centimeters, it took two hours. And since things have gone so smooth, she imagines baby's probably born at this point. <gasps> well, and that was at seven. Okay. Wait, when was baby born? She was born, born at 8.02. 8, 8 oh, got it. Yeah. Or that... 8.32, something like that. Okay. Go ahead. There is a chance they may tell family before us. Total bullshit. <laughs> but I... <laughs> I'm, I'm like so nervous to keep reading. Like, what did we say? I, know. Uh, I can't believe the first Meg knows. Bullshit. <laughs> Total bullshit. But I have my ringer on, so I'm ready. I mean, why didn't we put a ring cam in the damn room? <laughs> uh, bangs head. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay, but where's the part where eventually we just start spiraling? Oh, God. Seriously. Well, his sister was a... Should we talk about sherbet and sherbet? <laughs> We're trying to distract ourselves. I'm like, anyway, on the sh- on the podcast groceries, they talk about sherbet. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we literally talk podcast talk. We're like, yeah. anyway, Aaron Gibson would be a great guest. Uh, and then Meg. Oh yeah, then Meg texts Meg Elston. Yeah. And she says, I took matters into my own hands. <laughs> Meg, do you want to read what you said to other Meg? Um, yes. So Meg Trowbridge oh, texted yes. my sister Meg Elston. This is the oh, hardest it, story to follow. Yes. <laughs> Too many Megs. So I text Meg Elston. And at I what say, time? At 742. Okay, so I'm in, I'm in surgery probably wow. at okay. this point. So I text her, cough. Any word? Cough, cough. <laughs> and then... I is looking to the left <laughs> and she responds, ha, no. Last I heard Carl could see the top of the baby's head. So that sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> I text head exploding and then I write amazing. And then I wrote, it has a head. LOL. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. A goddamn head. <laughs> um, I said, okay, I'm assuming we're aunties, but if Kate had a head halfway out her vag for this long, I'm a wee bit concerned. <laughs> right? So are you guys like kind of nervous right yes, now? Yes. Yeah, are, we, we are, are very spiraling. We're, and we we're, we're trying to talk it. each other up. We're not, we're not admitting, admitting it to each other. We're not we are it. terrified at this point. <laughs> also, if she could just hold on for like three more hours though. Oh. <laughs> Meg really wants to win this non-prize. I write, lol, lol, lol. And I write, I have butterflies. This is agony. So brutal. And I'm starting to get sleepy, but can't imagine actually falling asleep. Me neither. Watching So You Married an Axe Murdered <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> the perfect thing to watch. Mike Myers is when you need him most. Uh, <clears throat> oh, fun. It's weird, but delightful. Ugh, now I'm at the point. Of waiting where I'm worrying. Me too. I mean, baby was crowning. What could go wrong at that point? What's Amanda saying? (laughs) I'm reading that sometimes it can take longer for first time moms who do epidural. Got it. Amanda said it took her two hours, but her epidural didn't take. So maybe it has to do with that. Could be. Also, maybe B is out and they're just basking. But did she was crowning two hours ago? Is that normal? (laughs) Or maybe something happened with Kate. I'm feeling I'm more worried about that now. Mayo Clinic. (laughs) Meg, get Mayo Clinic on the horn. Mayo Clinic says it can take a few minutes to a few hours or more. Ugh, same. I feel like we could have had updates if it were just... I feel like we would have had updates if it were just taking a while. Is Amanda worried? Yeah, but we weren't talking to Carl. (laughs) If anything, Amanda would have the updates. (laughs) Uh, She was expecting baby news by now. No word from Carl on their end. And then I text the... The eyes with the straight mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> eyes with the straight mouth. Meg's, and now Meg's trying to make me feel better. I am, I'm sure everything is fine. Oh, my God. We just guys. have nothing to go on, and we both lean towards worrying. <laughs> yep. We're the wrong people for this. We need Kate. 
I died. I wrote lol sobbing face. Lol sobbing face. Lol. And, and you guys were like worried I might be dead. Yeah. Oh, I went to everywhere. We went everywhere. We just did episodes about return. The hospital has burned down. Yeah. We're like, was there an earthquake? Was there an earthquake there? There's a hostage situation. Um, but yeah, then I wrote, thank God I was spiraling and reading all the wrong things. Glad you were as nervous as me and we were keeping it together. <laughs> How are we keeping it together? I mean, sounds like there was some drama. I hope she recovers okay. Fucking C-sections. My mom had one with oh, Shannon. So now, oh, so now, so now, now we, we must we've have gotten it. the text. So I texted. 10.22. Okay, so we would have, yeah. So at 10.27, yeah. Meg Hayes texts me, Meg Hayes texts me that gif of the mom jean sketch from SNL. <laughs> and she goes, Kate is a mom. I repeat, Kate is a mom. No. You've joined Aww. this club. And then you guys love you so much, Kate. Love you so much. We're so fucking proud of you. Like, truly having you guys, I'm sorry I went blank for seven hours. We understand. You you don't need to apologize. But having you guys on the horn was so fucking amazing. Like, it was knowing that I was doing it, yes, for the podcast, but also just, like, having the support of your concern. And, like, still warms my heart right now. (laughs) Like, it was amazing. Uh, we love you so much. We love, uh, we love you so much. much, and it was a really hard day for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On a scale of one to ten for your pain, what was it? It was an eleven. It was for more me. just like anxious, anxious, excited butterflies. I'm just like, mm. ha, 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 yeah. like yeah. that all day. I tr- truly, you can blame Andrew Elston for the lack of communication because no, Carl, no. Carl was just like, no, well, just I guess like, no one I'm wants defeated. to hear our updates. <laughs> no. But like, we should have thought to like start texting Carl. Well, early. And I think I even thought about it, but I assumed you guys must be bombarded because like when our but but Kevin and I talked about this before where we had friends who uh, I don't know if we knew they were going into labor. But we assume not to bug them because mm-hmm. we're like, we're sure they're yeah. getting texts from parents right. and all this stuff. So, yeah, I, I kind of wondered, maybe Carl is uh, getting overloaded and Kate's been updating us. So, yeah, so did Carl text just the two of you at some point? How did you get word? No, I think we just so went you through You texted Amanda. us from Carl's phone. Oh, when she when she oh, had I was the baby. I think I was laying in bed. Yeah. yeah and I think you must have dictated him or something. Yeah. And I can probably. Well, no, it's probably yeah. far back. But yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I think that sounds right. Carl texted both of us saying, uh, like, baby's out, had a C-section, wouldn't recommend it. This is Kate. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Babe, 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 babe. So, yeah. So that was that. And I, you know, everyone's birth story is totally different and everyone's experience is different. But from what I learned from this, it's have some friends in your corner, no. get the drugs, bring a fan. Um, and... If you can, try to pop in earbuds if you're having a C-section. Ask what the protocol, protocol. for that is for okay. a hospital. Um, I, Kate, you say, so you, you'd you say what Meg said. It's Kate, I had to have a C-section because her head was all weird. Do not recommend. <laughs> and then you said, but she's here now and I'm so happy. I love that text so much. Mm. It was so sweet. Screenshot it and we'll frame it. Yay. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that's 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 that. So birth feels like a paperweight in your vagina. Mm. It feels like you have to poop. It feels like uh, cramps and it feels like someone hitting you with a hammer in your vagina to move oh the my baby back. God. To my we need to ask, I'll ask Tracy or Brittany. About yeah, that. you know, and also I think the the big thing that I didn't know about that it sounds like it's really common and is not in any of the movies or shows is how many people puke during labor. Yeah. yeah. Like I had no idea. Puke, poop, 
Yeah, yeah. Pee, and I, yeah, yeah I don't know about poop because yeah. you know they still want women to be shamed about something. Right. And I don't know if I pooped or peed while pushing. I, I very well could have. I mm. don't know. Um, I think I was too scared to ask. Sure, <laughs> you don't need to know. Um, but definitely, and when and then I puked like, and then because of surgery, I puked after the surgery. Oh, oh. and then also after surgery, you can't eat right for a while. So uh. I was like, all I wanted after labor was a big old cheeseburger and yeah. I couldn't have that. So I remember asking again, making a fool of myself. I was like, can I have dinner now? And they were like, you can't eat for like two days. I was like, oh. no, can't eat solids anyway. So, oh. and then I puked a bunch more and like that. Da, 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 da. Um, but then I recovered and everything's great. And you know, that's a whole other thing about C-section recovery, but um, I did. Okay. You did, did okay. more than okay. Yeah, you did. And right. the scar is like te- it's like so much smaller than you it's would say. It's so much smaller than it's yeah. like four inches. I feel like that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, and she came out of that her big old damn head. Wow. Yeah, the big old wild big old thrown back head, backstroke bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's that. So listeners, if you have questions, if you want to chime in, if you have have had a C section. Please let us know know. how your experience was. If you've had a sunroof baby, let us know. As always, you can call our hotline 9106-UTERUS. 9106-UTERUS. Tell us how you (laughs) plead like us at 9106-UTERUS. Kate, thank you so much for giving us B. (laughs) For B. She's ours now. Thank you. She has intel for taking notes. Um, And we're still awaiting our And recording yourself happy in (laughs) it. Like, I'm going to push anyone to do that but if i ever have a kid i'm gonna be like i am not speaking to anyone for nine months thank you so much <laughs> be like no one look at me it's like prince nobody look at me in the eye uh, well thanks for being there for me of course like Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Um, I have a vintage. Oh, I so. love it. Oh. Dee 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 dee. Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Read my labias. Okay. Um, vintage read my labias. Listeners, is when we reflect on something that really grinded our gears in the early two thousands or late nineties. Read my labia's school dress codes. Oh, God. And like one time I went to a dance in a tank top that was like a turtleneck tank top. But I was I'm familiar. But I was told (laughs) by the vice principal, vice principal, Mr. DeGallier, that I had to. I don't think he sent me home or told me to cover up, but he just warned me that I couldn't wear that tank top next time because it showed my shoulders. Uh. And I remember in seventh grade being like, what, is someone going to like jizz on my shoulders? <laughs> you said that? I, I think so. I was like, it's just, is, are my shoulders so beautiful that I'm, they're going to like jizz on my shoulders? I think I just learned what jizz was. So I was really sure. Yeah, you're throwing <laughs> it yeah, around. Yeah. I was like, what are you going to like? You're just going to like, you're going to like just jizz. Like you're going to take your jizz and you're just going to jizz. That's so jizzed up. <laughs> going to jizz right out of your nose all yeah. over my shoulders. Yeah. I know what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is also at a time where recently in the news, two female employees uh, photoshopped like 80 girls yes. yearbook photos yes. to hide like Cleavage. The top of cleavage. Yeah. Like the teeniest, toiniest top of cleavage. Yes. That's, that's why it's on my bare mind. Bare shoulders. Yeah. They literally <laughs> took plaid 
swept it over on Photoshop to cover a girl's. It's the worst Photoshop job. Girl's cleavage. So it's horizontal plaid. Yeah, they basically take like a button up flannel and make it look like it's like a a, a flannel turtleneck. It's insane. (laughs) That's why it was on my mind. Like, why is it that we like sexualize young girls? We police their bodies. The message is men can't con- uh, boys and adult men can't yeah. control themselves around you your shoulders your bare yeah. arms that your your jean shorts have to be an inch like your fingernail what was it like uh, your, fingernails your fingers have, have to, to touch, touch oh, yeah the yeah. bottom of your shorts yeah. like i'm sorry i read my labias <clears throat> stop policing young girls you're here because also go back to the time when you were that age was it was it like a dude showing his like eighth grade weak ass six pack or was it just like your Tina uh, Belcher and it's just you know a boy saying horse in a whisper and you're like I'm aroused like it's not the typical stuff that turns you on when you're like an eighth grader you know you're like yeah outrageous anyway shockingly I also have one about dress codes yeah let's hear it um Read my labias, the softball coach slash dean of academics that gave me my only detention of high school for having socks that were too short. Oh, my God. (laughs) Those ankles. You can't control yourself around ankles. My ankles were covered, even though they were ankle. You know what I mean? They were like that mid, you know, but the ankles weren't showing. So they were technically. I'm going to point to my ankle. Tell me when to stop. Like right there. (laughs) I was like, but my ankles are covered. She was like, sorry. Ugh. When, please call in if you ever gotten in trouble at work for showing your ankles. Wait, is somebody like jizzing on my ankle? (laughs) What? Yeah. Are you aroused? Priest? We don't have boys here. Also, why? Why you don't have boys at your school? Like because they want to control us. This uh, is why now, as a teacher, I'm like, wear whatever the fuck you want. Like I mm. hate rules. Like now, as like a someone who survived going to Catholic school for 20 years I'm just like I don't care <laughs> do whatever you want I hate lines <laughs> just run down the hall run for your life <laughs> like I hate it so much mm. such a stupid rule and like having rules just to have rules is right. just like a yes. form of like colonialism it's, not, it's, not, it's like yeah. just control yeah so stupid Fuck that shit. And it's always targeted at, at like Girls. more people. Yeah. And or the people who, you know, suffer like, you know. Oh, totally. Or, or the, like there are people who can't always match this, who don't have a ton of socks, sometimes yeah, have to yeah, wear the yeah. short ankles, you know, like. Also, there's a the so whole thing stupid. about like, <clears throat> like in the military, there there was like rules. I think recently they've just gotten rid of the rules, but like how black people could wear their hair. Oh, yeah. Right. No mm-hmm. dreadlocks, no natural hair or whatever like the dumbest things and it's just like we don't know how to how to be around you so we're just gonna control you because your existence makes me everyone look like a white dude right (laughs) that's our new tagline so annoying um okay i also have a vintage read my labia it's just about uh late 90s fat fashion um 
Okay, so read my labia. The kid who called me a poser <gasps> in the eighth grade hallway because I was wearing, I had the bravery <laughs> to wear Jenko jeans. Oh, oh my wow. God. Picture? I no, my- I would never document the day I was called a poser. <laughs> I thought my friends were too young to have worn Jenko jeans. <laughs> you wore Jenkos. How I wide wore, are oh we talking? Wow. So wide. Oh. So wide. And I got them. They were hand-me-downs from a friend. And uh, she was very short. And she had actually cut off the bottom of the pants. Like you do. Oh, like you so do. So they were a little flared, kind of? So Well, so they were very... Um, uh, short on me so then my mom bless her heart had this really cool fabric that then she like added to the bottom of the legs to like make them my height and also gave them a little you know were they paisley make no <laughs> no actually they were a vintage african print that my grandparents Ooh. got on their trip across wow. Okay, wow so it was actually really fucking cool Fancy. at the time but i was a midwesterner Worldly. thank you uh, so you kind of were a poser in a way. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'd never worn Jankos before. I was not a skater. Uh, I said that with an eight. <laughs> and then it. I added I, a W. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes. I wa- but, but also, you shouldn't have to skate to wear baggy pants. Like, it's That's a trend. That's so funny because, like, in SoCal, skaters just wore, like, etnies and, like, board shorts and shit. Oh, I don't even know what etnies are. I didn't are. know what any yeah. of those words were. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, like, climate equates, you know, skating Stop. gear. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Um, what are you doing here? So so I, what happened? Yeah. Like, oh, did you go did home? You? Did you burn the Jenkos? Uh, so there's a chance I might have. I might have braved the rest of the day f- just in my poserness. Hey, listeners, this is Kate. This is a good time to let you know that the podcast is almost over. Well, the episode is almost over. But if you hop on over to our Patreon, you can hear the rest of this conversation wherein Meg Trowbridge continues talking about her fashion faux pas in middle school. It's amazing. You don't want to miss it. There also is some awesome other content over on our Patreon. So consider joining. And until then, let's finish off the episode. Wow, what a journey we've been on this episode. And... Thank God for text message history. (laughs) Yes. Thank God that nothing is lost thanks to the cloud. Yeah, and we are so pumped because next uh, episode, next week, we have our first guest of the season. You may know her from her explosive hit over the pandemic called 100 Tampons. Everyone was sending it to us. She's comedian Marsha Belsky, and uh, she's been on Comedy Central, and she blew up Instagram uh, with her performance of 100 Tampons, and we get to talk to her. You do not want to miss the hilarious interview and conversation. Yay! Until next week, um, please tell your friends about the pod. Please find us on Instagram, Vicious Cycle Podcast. Please uh, rate and review us if you would. We love those reviews. Um, and call the hotline if you got any juicy period goss. 9106 Uterus. Join that Patreon, baby. Oh, and hey, do you want to throw some money at us? Patreon.com forward slash Vicious Cycle Podcast. And, you know, until next week, I want you all to just keep calm. 
and bleed everywhere. Maybe you're spotting from the rough socks. <laughs> oh my god, what the hell was that? and performed by The Go Ahead. Find them at thegoaheadmusic.com. And our Vicious Psycho logo was created by Katie Newman. Find her at katienewman.online.